Support for this podcast comes from PayPal. Small business owner, PayPal QR codes are the safe and easy payment option. It's all the security PayPal is known for online, in person. Cash only, QR codes allow you to accept credit or debit with everyday low fees. No additional hardware or software needed. Use the app to generate your unique QR code. Customers scan your code with their PayPal app to pay you. Learn more at paypal.com slash US slash get QR code. This is episode number 109 with our guest, Sandra Biskind. Welcome to the Hidden Entrepreneur Show. My name is Josh Carey. You want in on a little secret? I was in hiding for 40 years. Yeah, I was hiding every part of myself in every situation. And I can tell you one thing, hiding sucks. I'm now on a mission to help extraordinary people like yourself rediscover the world around you, connect beautifully with others, and excel tremendously in all you set out to do. Join in. It's The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Hey there, guys. Thanks for joining us. You're tuned right into The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. I am your host, Josh Carey. As a high-frequency transformational catalyst, my guest today has dedicated her life to empowering people to free themselves from pain, suffering, sadness, and self-limiting beliefs. Where have you been all my life? (laughs) Literally, right? Through her quantum energy system, including her online programs, live events, and number one international best-selling books, in the Codebreaker Platinum series, she has touched the hearts of people worldwide and helped them to get free to live their brilliance as the best version of who they are. The clarity and high frequency activations and transmissions that, that, she, does, that she shares are rooted in ancient spiritual wisdom combined with modern principles of quantum physics. Her presence is non-judgmental, expansive, and full of love, enabling you to feel safe as you experience massive breakthroughs in every area of your life. Who in the world doesn't want this? Help me welcome Sandra Biskind. How are you, Sandra? Thank you, Josh. It's really wonderful to be here with you. Well, thank you. I, I feel the exact same way. I don't even know where to... To begin, we were talking off off air about past lives and future lives. Well, let's just let's just have you identify the starting point. Talking about this book, Code Breaker, written by you and your husband. Talk to me about what is what is this about? Why is this the legacy of all your work, as you put it? Yeah, so Codebreaker isn't just a book. It's really a system, and it is a system to help people change their frequency, which, which is a mind-training system. Don't get scared when I say mind-training. <laughs> just, just imagine that your ego mind is a little puppy that you've just got, and it's the cutest thing on the planet, and unfortunately, everyone else got one too um, when you were born. And that ego puppy needs to be trained. So we all have a mind mind that needs to be trained. So our thoughts are not running our show, but we are running the show, right? Mm. And so 
the, this whole book is about helping you to train the mind to work for you. It's about using inquiry, which is delving deep into why you feel what you feel, how to change those feelings so that you can actually show up as a very different being in the world, which magnetizes love and success to you. Um, it has attunement where you attune to the frequency of your choice. It has corrections and that's where I come in. It's where I actually delve into your unconscious and discover the events, emotions and decisions that you made or that your ancestors made that have been passed down to you through your DNA or that you've brought in with you from past lives. So when we get to that space um, and we acknowledge that, hey, this event happened, this is how emotional it was, this is how, this is where the grief and the trauma and anxiety happened and this is where you made decisions like, well, I'm not good enough, um, people don't love me, love is dangerous, power is dangerous, you know, having money is dangerous, like all of these things that, by the way, those decisions may not be in your conscious mind any longer, but they're still, they're still locked in to the information centre in the DNA in your beingness and hiding, hidden from you in the unconscious until they rear their sneaky little head and slap you around by having the same negative life patterns happen, right? So the yeah. book is about inquiry, attunement, the corrections, and then activating, activating this incredible high frequency of who you really are. Because I know the truth about who you are, and I know that you are a perfect divine being, and that the only thing stopping you from living that, experiencing the fun, the love, the joy, the money that you have come here to experience are those sneaky unconscious programs and the ego mind out of control. I love that you said through all that, you dive into our subconscious. Yes. What does that look like? How does that happen? What are you doing? What, what's the deal there? Well, I've actually um, been a psychic for, since I, was, since I knew I was a psychic since I was three. And I had my full first awakening and enlightenment experience at the age of 18. So I've actually spent a lot of my life totally dedicated to um, really the spiritual side of my life, even though, by the way, I've got three award-winning different businesses in different industries. Um, so what that looks like to me is that when I'm working with, like, for instance, you or anybody else live or online, um, and all of the calls I do with my clients are over the phone all over the world, wow. I actually tap in and your past lives or your ancestors actually appear before me. So I get to see them like three-dimensionally and they start telling me what happened to them and what decisions they made which are directly affecting you in this moment. And when we clear those up there and in you, then, you know, there's no emotion that is controlling you. You actually, the event happened but it's like it didn't even happen. And so 100% of the time, um, whether I'm getting a past life or an ancestral story or just, a, just an event in motion that happened that happened in this lifetime, everybody, everybody is set free from those events, emotions and decisions. So uh, when we're working together, you use the word frequency a few times. Mm -hmm. Define that for us. Is that a version of my energy and what I consciously or subconsciously uh, project and exude out into the world? 
Oh, perfect question. Well, you know, most people have heard of Nikola Tesla and he was the man who was known as the genius who lit up the world. And uh, he said that if you want to know the secrets of the universe, think first in terms of energy, vibration and frequency. And if you want to know the secrets of you, think first in terms of energy, frequency and vibration. So we are spiritual energy beings. I mean, science just tells us that. That's just a basic truth these days. That's not even a... Oh, is that really real? That's just a basic scientific truth. So we are beings who are energy beings. Our cells are emitting energy constantly. Um, we've got an aura of that energy that's coming out from us. And our thoughts are just as powerful emitting energy as our words and our beingness. So we've got energetics happening with um, our body, our physical body, our words and our thoughts. So you just think about how powerful each one of us um, certainly is on an energetic level. And every time we think something, we change the way our energy vibrates and which means we change our frequency. And that frequency then changes the way we think. So it's like this little round robin thing that's going on. And uh, so you have to be, one of the things that we say to people is, you have to know that when you're judging someone else, those, your unconscious applies those judgments back to you and your unconscious is saying that about you. And that, of course, affects you negatively or not. And that, that is like, hey, your thoughts are that powerful. So begin to train them to work for you. Begin to take the high road every time because your frequency, when you are in a room with somebody, oh, this is a good way of putting it. Have you ever walked into a room and took a couple or couple of people have been fighting and they're not necessarily fighting when you walk in the room but they stop but you can you walk in and you go oh this doesn't feel good and you want to get out right? yeah what's you, happened here what am i walking in on that's right because you felt the energy and the frequency of what just happened in that room and then if you walk into a room and people are in love and there's this high frequency conversation going on, or if you're at a wedding where they're really loving, it's like, oh, it feels so good here. I really like being here. And that's because your frequency is resonating to this, the highest frequency on the planet, which is love. And that's where we feel good. Wow. Let's put this into a practical application. You said if, let's say you and I are working together, um, I spent, you know, my whole story is I spent 40 plus years in hiding, hiding all of my power and ability, uh, desperate, needy, insecure, seeking approval, all of that. So if at that time in my life, I came to you and said, help me, I'm ready, I need this. What kind of things can I apply? Do you have me do to really start unraveling and getting getting through all that i would take you through the system in the book however the, if you came to me as a client and you said that i would work on you straight away i mean are you still feeling any of those things and if well, you like do you want me to get rid of them now sure let's go let's have a real time session that'd be great yeah. okay so if you're still you know i love the way this is called the hidden entrepreneur and you kind of work you, you kind of just gave us a clue as to why that is right yeah yeah so feeling needy, um, well, the first thing I just picked up for you was I just got straight away that you went weak. So what happens is I'm testing you to see if you're staying strong or weak. If you stay strong when you say something, we don't need to go there. It's not a program. But when you go weak to something, oh, it's really exciting because that's when we're 
discovered an unconscious program and that's where we're going to work. So what I got in my uh, straight away was in this download was um, I'm not good enough. And the minute you, I say I'm not good enough, I can't get you to go strong. So when I say I'm not good enough, on a scale of zero to 10, 10 being, yeah, I know I don't feel good enough still, and zero being, no, I'm, I'm absolutely perfect. What number would you be right now? Three. Three. Okay, so your conscious mind is saying three. However, I test that and the unconscious mind has a different story. So let's have a look. Yeah, the unconscious mind is a 10. Um, so, you, so you've done a lot of work on yourself. And because you've done a lot of work on yourself, your conscious mind can go, yeah, yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm good here. Mm. And the unconscious mind, which is the only place I'm interested in working in, which is the white space around the little dot of the conscious mind, is saying, mm -mm, I still don't feel good about this. I, I still feel like I'm not good enough. So let's just tap into that and I'm going to find out where it came from for you. We're going to get rid of it so that you go to zero, which is neutral. And then you'll watch the way that your life changes and you'll have to report back to all of us about that. Okay. So let's have a look. Yeah, I've got all of a sudden right in front of me, I've got this little boy and um, he is, uh, gee, this is like an archetypal story for you. He is begging. He's begging for food. He's begging for love. He's an orphan. And um, no one's taking any notice of him. He's dirty. Uh, it's like he didn't have any love. No one looked after him. No one supported him. He felt like, and when I say this, I'm, I'm alone in the world. I've been abandoned. So these are all programs as well. I've been alone. I've been abandoned. No one really loves me. I'm definitely not good enough. If I was a good boy, they would love me. And around and around and around, these programs have been going since you were a tiny child. And I'm picking it up in this lifetime as well as another one. So let's just nodding his head, everybody. Yes, yes, yes. go on. Okay, so what I'm gonna do is on a quantum level, I'm gonna go back to that little boy and back to the parents that did abandon him for lots of different reasons. Um, they couldn't cope. I've got one was an alcoholic, one was on drugs. They didn't know, they weren't loved and supported when they were children. So I'm just going back to them and actually giving them a correction too, so that as this beautiful baby boy is born, which is you, they get to hold you and look at you and go, wow, we just love you so much. You are the most perfect divine child and we are going to look after you, love you and support you onto forever. So we've done that for that child. Now for you, let's just completely neutralize and delete all of those beliefs, programs, ideas and stories that say I'm not good enough, um, no one will ever love me. Um, I'm, I'll never be good enough at anything I do. No matter what I do, it will never be good enough. I've got to try really hard. I've got to work a lot harder than everybody else. Um, yeah, and let's give you 100% infinite potential to be corrected, to be strong, to know the truth. And the truth is that you are a perfect divine being and you can now trust that you have always been worthy of love and always will be. Let's neutralize and let the karma between you and everyone who has ever triggered that program off and, and hurt you and um, especially your parents and any of any potential partners in your life that have really triggered this off for you. Um, let's also 
uh, go to the neuronal pathways, correct out the habit field. And now, breathing deeply, just focus your attention into your heart and placing a forgiveness template in here. So we're not forgiving from the ego mind, because that's still judgment, but we're just gonna forgive from the center of your heart, your true self. You're gonna forgive yourself for writing the script and believing that you could be anything other than this perfect divine being deserving of love and support. And then everybody, we're gonna forgive everybody who has ever been in your life and who has hurt you, who has ever been your best friend, Joe, who has hurt you. Okay, so we're gonna give you a completely brand new divine soul download. I trust it's safe for me to be in the world, to be seen, to be heard, to be loved and supported. How are you feeling? Incredible. Yeah, incredible. So if we test you now to a number, can you actually even find any of those I know you were a three before, but can you find any emotion whatsoever about that? Or are you, or are you neutral? I'm very neutral. Very yeah, neutral. Yeah, and, even, and your unconscious is neutral. And as I'm looking at you, you've got this incredible white light. Your aura is like whooshing out around you. And, um, and you look stunning. I don't know if anyone else watching this can see your face. But well, thank you. There's a, there's a, how do, does it feel? Usually people say to me, oh, I feel lighter, mm -hmm. free. Um, there's just a, sh there's a visceral shift, isn't there? Yeah. I feel, I, I feel grounded and, mm -hmm. um, and, and focused. Yeah. Yeah. And if I say, I love you and you're brilliant, it's like, oh yeah, thank you. Yeah. Right. It's not a, it's not like, oh no, 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 no. It's like, oh yeah, you can take that now. Right. Yeah. And I don't feel the need to like, you know, shift and, you know, uh, you know, when, when, when you do those physical things, cause you're uncomfortable. No, there's yeah. a there's a confidence, and like I said, I, I feel grounded and whole and accepting of those compliments. Yeah, that's right. So what I'm seeing in you, um, even after just one correction, there's more of a stability about you. And when you said grounded and whole, whole is the magic word because all of my life, I just all I ever wanted to be was an enlightened being, and then I understood that going beyond enlightenment was wholeness. And that's where you really, really exude this uh, confidence, this courage, this trust, and you're actually just present in the world in a way that is magnetic to people. Mm, I love those words, presence in the world and magnetic. Is that, yes. the, is that something that we all inherently have, but always get in the way of? That's, that's what the unconscious mind and the ego mind undermines constantly, day in, day out. And it's not your fault because that was all hidden from you, right? And so when you, but, but, <laughs> but when you know it, then, then it's your job to stay there. So it's your job to continue to understand that this is who I am. You know, I am a perfect divine being and no matter what I have said or done or anyone else has said or done, I still deserve love and support. And that's why the book is so important because that's the correction that, that I do as part of the system. But I could also give you um, a fabulous inquiry called The Four Questions. It actually shifts your whole life instantly. Um, I could take you through a meditation that does the same thing. But in the book, there, there's every chapter has these incredible systematic things that you can use to continue um, moving into the, oh, I know what it's doing. It's to reveal more of who you are.
the real you, your true self, right? So this is probably a, an energetic system that is about revelation. It's about revealing what the truth is about you. And Codebreaker is based, or it says, discover the password to unlock the best version you. And the password is an acronym, which is platinum. And I wanted it to be, look, honestly, if it could have been anything else except platinum, I would have been really happy because, you know, everybody uses platinum. But in, when Daniel and I came to write this book and we put a huge sheet of paper up, by the way, this is a trick for anybody wanting to write a book. We put a huge sheet of paper up in, on the wall and we, we wrote on sticky notes and put them up the very top as to what we wanted to write about. So what the chapter names would be. And then, you know, putting the quotes that would go in the book under that and ideas. And then when we looked up at this huge sheet of paper, I said to Daniel, doesn't that spell platinum? And it was like, somebody said to us, wow. It was like platinum was out there waiting to come down and dance with the world. And uh, it's, it's, platinum actually stands for the eight high frequency states of your true self. Go ahead. Then, yeah, so it's peace, which is our natural state. Love, which is who we are. Awareness, which is so important to be aware of what's happening around you with the big picture. Trust, so we can have the, the confidence to carry on integrity which is about not being fragmented with your thoughts like you said you felt more whole that's integrity um, neutrality where you're now now you're neutral so your buttons are no longer being pushed you're no longer trigger happy you become trigger free and neutrality by the way is another word for enlightenment unity which is where Oh, you don't have to feel depressed and anxious about being alone in the world and misunderstood because you know that there is a oneness to all life and you belong. And then the last one is mindfulness, mm. where you are mindful of your own inner uh, feelings, your own inner GPS, and it's where your intuition is totally turned on. So you have the ability to say and do what is best for you and others in the moment. That's brilliant. The uh, platinum um, uh, breakdown here. Um, talk to me about uh, neutrality. You said you're not trigger happy, you're trigger free. And I know so many of us can relate to that. I spent you know, uh, so much of my life feeling triggered and being triggered. What can, what can we learn about that? How do we get from point A to point B there? Because that's the goal, right? It's not about changing others. It's about no. changing your reaction right, to it. So how do we... How do you I break so that trigger? <laughs> you are so smart. Because it's, you know, as Rumi said, when I was younger, I wanted to change the world. Now that I'm wise, I want to change myself. And so um, being trigger free, being neutral is, I would say, is the most important thing that we could strive for. Mm. And um, that's because in relationships, every time someone says or does something, it will trigger off uh, something. something We've heard our parents say something that a teacher's done, something that we've brought through with us. And so people are always triggering off our stuff. So if Daniel does something that I don't like, I have to go, whoa, hang on a minute. And remember, we are still talking about personal radic radical personal responsibility. I have to go, hang on a minute. I just got triggered. What do I really believe to be true about this, about myself? That's the question. Something triggers you, what do I believe to be true? about myself and this situation. And so the minute you ask yourself that question, you go, wow. And you start to realize that it wasn't the person that hurt you. It was 
the, the unconscious program that you've got running in the background that got triggered that is hurting you. And it could be just a look, an email, just the way someone says something. I mean, quite frankly, I used to get triggered when I first met Daniel 20 years ago. I mean, this is such a silly thing, but um, I would go into the kitchen and he would leave his plates and everything on the kitchen bench and the dishwasher was just there. And I go, well, but I'm thinking, isn't it just as easy to open the door and put it in there rather than leave it on the bench? Because then I have to do it. And he just couldn't get it. You know, he just couldn't get it. And I used to find myself getting angrier and angrier and angrier. And I thought, hang on a minute. What is this about? Does it really hurt me to put those in the dishwasher? And of course, the answer was no. But I, real, I went back to when I was a child of 12, 13, 14 and older. And my mum used to make my sister and I do the dishes every night. And there was no such thing as a dishwasher for us in those days. Mm. And honestly, I hated it. And so every time I saw those dishes there that had to be done, my 14, 12, 14-year-old was like, ah, I hate this. And so that was the trigger. And I hate this. And guess what? If you're not conscious, you can project that hatred onto your partner or onto a workmate. And then you've got all, all kinds of trouble going on. And that's all because you haven't gone back to find out, well, what's the origin of this trigger? So as I neutralised you this morning already, that's one way of getting there. That's a really sustainable way. Another way is asking yourself four questions. And I love these questions because when I was in one of the worst times of my life, at the age of 27, I was, I'd just left a really painful marriage, failing health, financial crisis. I had fashion boutiques and it felt like they were going under. And um, a staff member said to me, gee, Sandra, we don't know whether we're going to get angry, sad, unhappy, happy or a bitch when you come to work. And it feels like we've got a walk, walk on eggshells around you. Have you ever had anyone say that to you? <laughs> if you're an entrepreneur, you absolutely, if, the, if your people haven't said that to you, um, then they're not being honest with you. Because there are many times as an entrepreneur that we show up and we're oblivious. Now, oblivious is the core frequency blocker to awareness. Mm -hmm. uh, if we're oblivious, we don't know how our own emotions and how we're showing up is affecting everyone else. Have you ever had that, like, okay, people are reacting to me in a weird right. way. Is that? Right. 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 What, what are they seeing that I'm not here? Yeah, they're, well, they're seeing how what your frequency is and how you're showing up. So instead of going to, you know, blame, complain, justify, so instead of going into a victim mentality, I'm giving you a lot of teaching here, by the way. This Perfect. Is yep. Yeah. Instead of going into victim mentality, because we all do know that there's no such thing as a successful victim. So as, as an entrepreneur who is looking to be super successful in the world, don't ever come across like a victim. You know, you don't complain, you don't justify, and you definitely don't judge, right? So that's just, that's just a basic secret that is so powerful. Um, in fact, the last few days, I'd been feeling upset about something and I, I went to write texts to my, my staff, my consultants, and I could have gone, wow, I'm feeling really frustrated about this, you didn't get this done on time. And instead, which was victim, instead, I said, hey, I know how hard you've been working. I know that it's been long hours. Thank you so much. And could we do this, this and this? I didn't even tell them that I was upset. Now, exactly. when you talk to your staff and your people in that manner, 
they, they all of a sudden go, oh, I'm going to lift my game. Oh, they really love me. Oh, I need to do better. I've digressed. But anyway, the four questions, right? So instead of going into, you know, blame, complain and justify, I sat in my car outside my business every morning and you guys, you can do this before you go into your work or if you work from home, you know, before you go sit down, um, just ask yourself, how am I feeling? And it could be, hang on, I'm not feeling too good here today. I'm not happy with what happened yesterday. I'm unhappy about this bill I've got to pay and I don't have the money. I'm unhappy about a relationship thing that's just happened. There's lots of things that could go on, right? So how am I feeling? Question number two is, what am I focused on? And that's where you're using inquiry and you go back, oh, wow, I'm focused on that I'm failing or I don't have enough money and gee, I'm not good enough, um, no one will ever love me. That's a big eye-opener if you start to get answers like that. And then question number three is, how do I want to feel? This is so important because you're going to go, wow, I want to feel like I can trust in the big picture. I, want to, I feel like I can trust that everything is going to work out for the best. I want to know that, that I do deserve love and that I am this incredible being. So you, you, now all of a sudden you're really starting to change your frequency because you're focusing on something quite different. And the big kahuna is where the frequency changes and you shift the way you feel instantly is when you, when you answer question number four is what focus will serve that? And you go, wow. And by the way, that's what we teach in Codebreaker, in our live events and online programs. Is, is what the answer to number four is for you. And those four questions changed my life when I was 27. And I, I would show up, I would walk into my businesses and my staff wanted me back again. You know, clients were coming out of the woodwork and even my suppliers trusted in my integrity and how I was showing up enough to support me through this really rough time. And I became a self-made millionaire by the age of, 30 and I totally put that down to being masked, being able to master my frequency and I did it with inquiry, meditation and this will to be the best version of who I am because as an entrepreneur you want to be connected to your own creativity, you wanted to be connected to your own wisdom, you, you want to get you know ideas and have fun and you can't do that when you're suffering. So I, I was speaking too long then, sorry. I would no, break. no, all perfect. I love the four questions. How am I feeling? What am I focused on? How do I want to feel? And as you say, the most important that ties it all together, number four, what focus will serve that? Yes. Can you give me an example of what number four looks like for those listening? Yeah, um, so when I was 27, my how am I feeling? Lost, alone, unsupported, angry. Um, what, what's my focus? I don't have the money to pay these bills. Um, I don't want to be at work. How do I want to feel? Wow, I want to feel happy about going into my own businesses again. And number four, what focus will serve that? Whoa. Okay, that was the eye-opener. I had to feel gratitude and love for the fact that I had been smart enough to even create those businesses, that I had brought into my life those amazing staff and that I loved my clients and I loved what I did and that trusting in that everything was going to work out for the best. And of course, the minute I did that, 
I was just on this totally different frequency place. So the, the answer to number four is always going to be, you know, what, what is the truth here? What is the truth? And the truth is that, hey, I can trust. Um, if, I, if I pull myself back into love, love is, you know, as I said, as Amadeus uh, Mozart said, you know, genius is the, 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 what is it? Love, love, love. That is the, um, the main thing in genius. And so to me, the minute you can focus back into love of yourself, of what you're doing, of your business, of your, like I even applied that to those suppliers who were calling me for money. And boy, what a change when I was on the phone with them because they could feel that I wasn't upset with them. They understood that I loved them. And that, that, was, that was just a huge shifting point for the people that I dealt with in the business as well. Wow. The, I want to double back just for a minute on the trigger happy using your example, because we can all relate in some way, your example with the dishes, uh, he yeah. didn't put them away. You went back, you tied it back to your upbringing where you were made to, to uh, wash the dishes by hand. And now years later, subconsciously, that's why that was triggering that feeling. So with that knowledge though, how does one begin to to stop the trigger. I guess it begins with first the awareness, but is, is there another step that we have to follow through with? Yeah, so, <laughs> so the awareness is number one. Number two is one that most people won't like, and that's acceptance. It could be that Daniel will never ever change that habit. And I would either still continue to love him or decide to be angry with him and really start creating a rocky relationship. So my decision was, I'm going to love him through everything that triggers me, mm. right? And so that's the, find out what your trigger is, get neutral to it, use the four questions, come and work with me and Daniel and read the book because Codebreaker actually gets you there. And, um, you know, come to this place where you know, would I rather be happy or right? That's a big question and take a deep breath because most people would say I'd rather be right. And the fact is that when you would rather be right, you're going to stay in your judgments. You're attached to your stories. By the way, when you're attached to your stories, when, when you're attached, you cannot be neutral. So attachment is the core low frequency blocker to neutrality. The great thing about Codebreaker is the system is so elegant and simple that we lay out what platinum is, but we also lay out beside that what blocks it. So for instance, let's use just trust for a moment. Like you now trusting that, that you can be in the world as this whole incredible being deserving of love. And so the anxiety and the worries has gone out of that, right? Correct. And, and if I might, for a quick minute, I, I had a lot of bad habits, physical, mental, emotional. Um, one of them was biting my nails. I did it for years, all this, and it was, it was not a pretty habit. And I, I didn't like it. And then that perpetuated the shame and the embarrassment and all that. Through the work I've done by replacing some bad habits, the nails just went I didn't ever have to say, okay, now I have to, I just stopped biting my nails because that was one of the things to go. Uh, you've just hit on something quite incredible. Like we've got a live event coming up in July and we're going to have people in the room who will have us work with, you know, particular areas of their life. However, 
emotional leakage is not contained in one area of our life. So when we get rid of emotional leakage from one area, like you just said, other areas kind of slip into place and you start finding yourself reacting and acting quite differently. And that's about, again, changing your frequency and showing up as the best version of who you are. So the clearer you get of the things that are really worrying you, the faster you get clear of the, the little things. So that was perfect yeah. that that happened for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's exactly what you were saying. Before we wrap up, and we have a little more time, but I just want to learn about your history because you spoke about at age three, as young as age three, you had a revelation, and then you had some sort of awakening you referenced at age 18. Touch upon some of those. Connect those dots for us. Yeah, so as a three-year-old, that was the first time I remembered um, these divine beings coming into my bedroom and talking to me. And one of them uh, said his name was Jesus. And we weren't brought up in a um, religious home. So when I went to my mummy and said, mummy, what does Jesus talk to you about when you go to bed at night? She was like, um, you know, like shock. <laughs> and went, well, um, what does he talk to you about? So she deflected the three-year-old pretty well. Um, but so from that time onwards, like I had many experiences at the age of 14 when my papa died suddenly, I went into the funeral home and I looked in the coffin and I'm going, hang on, that's not, that's not my papa, where is he? And I looked up and in the corner of the home, I saw him there smiling at me and I went, oh, there you are. Thank goodness you're alive. So I, you know, it was just like, no, he's not dead. There he is, smiling at me. And then at age 18, um, my right ovary and a cyst burst in my body. Wow. And um, yeah, it was very traumatic and I was dying before I went into surgery. That's when platinum really started boiling away in me because that's when I went through that, hey, this is my nap peace. I'm in peace here. And I'm, I'm, I am love. Like when Jesus said to me, you know, you are a divine child of God, you are love. And you're here to teach humanity that that is what they are. That's who they are. And in that dying process, I was like, yeah, that was what I was. And I, I went through the whole of platinum. However, when I woke up out of that surgery, I was in a trashed out painful body and I was so angry that I was no longer in that awakened state. But something had happened to me during that surgery, whether I went into a coma or whatever it was, but when I woke up, um, all of those psychic gifts were, were like more, more. You know, it was like I knew things that I didn't want to know. And um, so since then, uh, over and over and over again, year after year after year, it's like I'm being up-leveled on this, on this way. Uh, and Daniel, of course, working with him ever since he was a child, he said all he wanted to do was set people free. So you can see how, why God put us together. And uh, what we do, and this is the last piece of the, of the system, is we give people transmissions of divine energy or activations. We put our hands on people's head. And by the way, today um, we've got a, a live event and, uh, sorry, an online event. And we'll be doing this just over the, over the airwaves. And people will, some people will actually feel our hands on their heads, but they'll feel a shift. So this is a beautiful healing process. And we worked with a scientist in Sydney who works with the brain. And um, after he'd taken the EEG caps off, off us and the students we were working on after we you know, held our hands above their heads, he said, look at your brain. And he showed me this graph of this incredibly beautiful picture of, of this 
back to front, side to side, like this huge stars. He said, that's your brain, it's totally coherent. And in that coherent state of the human brain, that's when we're accessing what scientists would call either the zero point field or the field of super consciousness. And that's why, that's how the psychic abilities and the ability to do what I did for you today happens. And uh, so the transmissions of energy, yeah, I mean, I've been through a lot of pain and trauma with this, a lot of headaches, the, the physical brain adjusting to these new multi-dimensionals that I work in, but it's all worth it. When I see people shift, when I see your heart sing, when I feel the freedom that you're feeling, it doesn't matter. You know, it's all worth it. The brand, The Hidden Entrepreneur, was founded on the premise that I spent a lifetime in fear, using that as an excuse and hiding and all of my power and ability. Was there a time you can share with us where, where you found yourself in fear, but you knew you had to work right through that? Oh, yeah. You know, when I said, I mean, I got married at the age of 20 to a man 10 years older than me. Okay. And I opened my first boutique when I was 20, my first business. So from 20 to 27, not only was I thrown into the business world, but I was also in an abusive, emotionally abusive marriage. And so when I got up the courage to finally leave that, and every, everything fell apart, believe me, I was in fear. I remember going to a body corporate meeting one night of, of my home, and they wanted to put a $132 security door on our doors. And I had to vote yes, like everyone else. And I went home and cried myself to sleep that night because I didn't know how I was going to get that $132 for that security door. Because that $132 then uh, was 40 plus years ago. It was like, you know, 500 now. And so it was really, I went through dark, dark, dark times, not knowing where the money was coming through, you know, not, 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 being alone and lost. I was so lucky I had a brilliant family. And by the way, that's when I was invited into a, to sit in a meditation circle and that changed everything because then I realized, hang on a minute, this is my safe place. No matter what challenges I'm going through in the world, I get to sit with these people and meditate, give and receive healing, channel. We're expected to do all of that. And I felt like, ah, oh, I'm at home. So I found my home, I found my tribe, and that's what I would say to every entrepreneur, especially those of us who do work from home and we're alone, find your tribe. What, what's the underlying thing that you love? And it could be just that you go to business meetings, but what else do you love? Like if spirituality, self-development piques your, piques your interest, wow, you know, find a group. Go take yourself off to workshops, do what you do, because that's where you'll find other people who are thinking like you, going through the same challenges, and that's where you get to share and, and actually get support in moving into a whole new place. Let's talk about um, what happens after life. What do you believe happens when it's all over, when our time here on earth comes to an end? Okay, so there is no such thing as life being over. There is such a thing as no longer being in a body. So what I would say is when we leave our body, we're still who we are. Like my mother who died at the age of 41, she's still giving me business advice. She shows up at all of my programs. I have such an amazing relationship with her and, well, with a lot of other people, quite frankly. So they're not dead. 
Um, and that's so comforting. Honestly, I don't know how people get through the grieving process when they lose the physical beingness of someone that they love. Because, you know, the old school is let them rest in peace. And I'm going, huh? Why would they want to do that? You know, they're, now they're into the next adventure. Now they're into to growing and, and, and uh, having a new life in a different dimension. And um, as a psychic, it's easy for me to say that simply because I have the experience of it. And I put myself in a place where my, my spiritual mentor of 40 years was a psychic as well. And my mother would come through her before me, of course. And she would describe what my mother had on, which were exact outfits of what my mother used to wear, by the way. And this woman had never met her. So there's, there's you know, for me, there's no such thing as death. There is only life and it's either life in a body or life not in a body. And um, that's a big comforting thought. Do you realise that that's why so many people seek out psychics because they're hoping, hoping that they will hear from their loved ones, that their loved ones are still alive. Yeah. So when we are no longer in this body, and you alluded to this when we were talking about you uh, coming back in another life. Uh, so that's what happens. Your soul continues on and quote unquote waits for the next time it needs to enter into a body for a, for a physical experience. Yeah. I think that the soul is still growing and the soul is still making decisions. And that's why it's so important in this lifetime. That's another reason why we, um, we made our legacy work in Codebreaker because as you, when you leave this, 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 um, lifetime whatever you're thinking is that's your thought process in the soul and that's what you bring through with you in the next time around I mean, who wants to repeat this i don't so for me it's like no 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 no. the next lifetime for me is going to be um more awareness uh, it's going to be easier full of more grace and love and i'm making the conscious choices of what that is going to be now and, right you're making the choices here and now in the present moment that's right and i'm not going to blame myself for everything like the story of joe i'm not going to blame myself for the things that i've done wrong i'm going to be in such full forgiveness of how those programs that were running me made me say those awful things do those hurtful things i'm just going to forgive myself and rewrite a whole new story. And so I think that that's the, that's the thing. Get yourself to this place in this lifetime where you, where you feel whole, where you feel complete, where you go, well, I've got a choice. I can either come back or not. And that's like getting off this karmic cartwheel. I mean, a lot of the reasons why we're back in the body is because we've still got things we think we have to undo or do. Mm. I love the whole idea of the forgiveness because I know for me in this current version of me where I'm a lot more healthy than I was, I realized that in the past I played the victim. I realized um, recently that, oh my gosh, that's me. That's a thing. I get it. I identify with who I was and now able to progress away from that. But I also realized that nobody's perfect 100% of the time today. So if and when a less than ideal reaction or moment from me comes out, it is about quicker forgiveness opposed to this ruins my day and I, now I'm even more shamed and embarrassed. And No, now it's just a quick work through, an understanding and awareness of, ah, I see what, okay, 
move on, learn from it, and let's go on to the next thing. I love it. And you can say, well, I can see what my ego puppy was trying to do there. It was trying to separate me from those people. Um, it was trying to make me feel shame. You know, um, I had one client who rang me up and said, um, oh my God, I really had to take a, a, a kick my ego puppy on a tight leash this week. I said, yeah, what did he do? And she just laughed because her husband had been doing things and she had to, you know, rein in what she was talking about. But I love what you just said then. I think that that's really important. You know, all of us, no matter, you know, in the transformational world and in, in our world where we are really striving to show up as the best version of who we are, um, we all have a slip in our magnificence. It happens. And we're human. And I think just being able to go, oh, gee, did I really yes. say that? Did wow. I really say that? And it's like, yeah, okay, so that's not ideal and I'm moving on. That's not my story. That's not who I am. And at the end of every chapter in Codebreaker, we say at the bottom, it's okay, it's not real, it's just a story. So don't believe the stories. Don't believe the mind, whatever you do. Don't believe the mind when it tells you you're not good enough, that, you know, you should go into guilt, shame and blame, that, you know, you'll never have love. Just, it's a story and it, it's not about... It's not you and it's not real. Are we also saying, uh, you know, I, I've heard the, the phrase about life and this experience that it's just a dream, it's not really happening. Is that sort of what, what you're saying there too? Yeah, I think if you, if you look at a lot of uh, what's happening out there now, scientists and physicists are talking about non-duality and they're actually saying that this is like a dream world and that the real world is simply love and God. And if it's not love and God, then it's not real. And it's almost like, well, we're in a nightmare or a dream, whatever it is. And how are we playing out that dream? How are we playing out that illusion? And so mm. all I can say is wake up, you know, get, get mindful and get yourself into your heart. Because the minute you do get yourself into love, you start living in the real world. I love it. I will leave us with this final question for you. Sandra Biskind, how would you like to be remembered? Oh, gee. I, I would like to be remembered as a perfect divine being with love as my essence and that I was able to share that love and help people know and understand the truth that that is who they are too. I, I'm, I'm, I'm literally speechless. Such a good dialogue. I love it. I, I know we could go on truly for hours and days. I feel like we, we didn't even scratch the surface with everything we shared. It's just brilliant as okay, you are. We can do this again, right? Of course. Part two, part three, why not? But <laughs> seriously, there's, there, there's so much that like I'm scribbling notes and we could have gone down so many other paths. That's, I, I love it. And uh, I thank you for coming on and opening up and sharing all this with us. Uh, thank you, Josh. Honestly, it was a total honor to be here with you and the people who are watching this show. Thank you so much. And don't forget, make a start, get Codebreaker, and really just immerse yourself in it. Wonderful. And we're going to link to all the relevant resources in and around the video. For those tuning in to the live broadcast, thank you for joining us, spending your time. If you're tuning in to the uh, podcast in its native form on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, wherever you download your podcasts, thank you for listening. Uh, keep those ratings and reviews coming in. I love hearing from you and seeing what you think. We're going to do this again before too long. Thanks again for spending your time. As always, go get them.
Thanks for listening to The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Make sure to subscribe through iTunes or Google Play so you can get notified every time we publish a new episode. And we'd love to hear your thoughts with an honest review on iTunes. Finally, follow us on your favorite social media platforms to keep the conversation going with Josh Carey and today's guest. Until next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.